Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to my second podcast. I drink water and mind my own business. <laughs> um, today, I've decided to. I decided to use Jimmy Cliff as my introduction song because we're still having discussions around the documentary that featured the young women who were speaking out against R. Kelly. Um, and since my last podcast, I've had quite a few people uh, message me and I've seen quite a few conversations online. I've been involved in a few conversations online. Um, truthfully, I am actually actively trying to avoid them because many of them, they suck the life out of you. They are very emotionally draining because like the song says, who feels it knows it. Um, those of us who have lived the life of being preyed upon, those of us that have seen our brothers and sisters be preyed upon, our cousins, our nieces, our nephews, our God little, our little God brothers and God sisters, God children even, you know, we feel a sort of way. And it's very depressing. There's no other word to use but depressing to see how people are reacting to the women who are speaking out. Um, I saw a common trend online where people were uh, saying that this was a money-grabbing scheme. And what's interesting about that is that this man, is his sales are rocketing. And that's scary because that means there are people out there who basically genuinely do not care about the well-being of anyone who has been sexually assaulted, especially children. Now, the money-making angle, I had a problem with that because, uh, you know, I had a discussion or I was involved in a conversation where the person was like, um, well, they feel that you know, they as a parent, they wouldn't sell their story. And I had to let them understand that, you know, you don't knock the hustle. You don't know what led up to this. And unless you are genuinely interested and genuinely concerned, don't question it. We don't know the path that they took. What they, I'm pretty sure that as truthful as they were, on the documentary, which I still have not seen, I'm still sure that there are things that were not mentioned. Now, I was looking on TMZ today and I saw that three of the women that were featured in the documentary had uh, a video had surfaced, There's a video always surfaces, right? Um, a video surfaced of them front row at a concert and people were using that to say, well, look, you know, really really like were you really captive and tmz mentioned like you know it you have to think of it as stockholm syndrome stockholm syndrome is when you get 
you're in a situation and you're being dominated, basically abused, captive, withheld, and you begin to relate to and connect with your captor, right? You see this with abuse victims, you know, they do things, you know, to please their abuser, they're given opportunities or what we in the outside, on the outside would think are golden opportunities to get away and they don't and we don't know why and we always question it. Um, sometimes things are not meant for us to question. I have spoken to young mothers who had children under the age of 16 and one mentioned to me that she would like people to understand where where they are coming from you see because a lot of people are still hung up on this well they chose to business <clears throat> no i don't know about you but i try to put myself in people's shoes right that's why I said previously that I could relate to these young ladies, to the young lady. And when you are, when you're now hitting puberty, you feel invincible. Nobody can tell you nothing, nothing. Your mama tell you go outside in a jacket, Pfft, jacket what? I would never get sick. You know, and then when you go a couple sniffles, you go to your mama talking. Your mama still looks at you and she's like, hmm. You know, she's giving you the I told you so look while she's handing you the Vicks vapor up, right? We think we're invincible. You know, um, when we're young, think back to when you were young. Think back to all the heads coming to you and saying certain things and trying to put you on the right path. Are you telling me something, mom? That would never happen to me. You know, you might have some older people telling you, like, as a young woman, like, listen, like, you know, keep your head on because the men out here, they ain't easy. They're going to tell you anything. You know, just be careful. You'll be like, I could handle it, you know? And then you find yourself in a situation and then you're like, oh, shit, I think I'm in over my head, right? And then because people look at you and they judge you instead of helping you, you know, you end up closing up, right? You have times where young ladies are told, you know, we're taught as young women, you know, listen, sex, what is the same scene that everybody hears? Sex will always be there. You will always, you know, you can take your time. Don't worry about it. But sex is like Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop. Well, not for everybody. You know, let me say that. Let me be honest. Everyone's first experience or first couple experiences engaging in sexual intercourse or sexual activities is not always pleasurable and they don't seek to repeat it anytime soon. But for those that do, right, we tell ourselves, man, we're good. You know, we're young. And I use this saying, and I know some people don't like it, but, you know, we're young, dumb, and full of cum. Basically it. You know, we think that we know everything. You know, a man comes and he gives us talk. He tells us, you know, you're not like other girls. And, you know, that fills up our head. And we're like, yeah, you know, I'm not like other girls. <laughs> Those girls, you know, they start there. That's how they start, by pitting us against each other, right? You're not like other girls, you know? My favorite one, 
You're very mature for your age. <laughs> you know, you start blushing. <laughs> yeah, thanks, you know, or you stand in defiance. You're like, yeah, I know I'm mature for my age, you know? And that often fuels you. It may not fuel you necessarily to be with the person that is giving you the talk, but it fuels you to test your boundaries, right? And I think a lot of us forget what it was like to try and test our boundaries. And we look at these young people who are testing their boundaries and we judge them. These fast pussy girls, hot pussy girls, hot foot girls, can't stay off the road girls. You understand? How many songs are made about young girls, you know, that are in places that they shouldn't be? Hmm? Dennis Brown's stay at home girl comes, or your stay at home comes to mind. And as we get older, we get jaded. And we forget what it was like to feel like you're on top of the world. I want to do certain things. And instead of looking to help, we look to bring down. And as my girlfriend put it, she said, we should be looking to mentor these young children. You know, we should be, as she put it, pass the baton of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And that's true. You see, it comes into, you have to unlearn certain ways of thinking. To unlearn certain ways of thinking is very hard. Like, I'm going to be honest, it's hard. Because you're conditioned to have certain reactions to certain situations. You're conditioned to, when you see a young lady in a short skirt, you know, you're conditioned to, at times, push up your nose and be like, oh, what is she thinking? She's asking for it. You're conditioned that when a man hits a woman, the first thing you ask is, well, what did she do? What did she do to deserve that? You know, we're conditioned that when a victim comes out five, ten, hell, even a year later, why are you coming out now? Why didn't you come out before? We're conditioned to do these things. And we need to stop. We need to actively stop. And it starts with yourself, obviously, and recognizing certain things and recognizing certain triggers that lead to what I call open doors. Open doors could be, could be anything. An open door can lead to greatness can lead to happiness, can lead to love, but an open door can also lead you to disrespect, you know? Um, for example, you know, someone, you, you've seen online um, a lot of the people talking about how these young girls, well, no one held a gun to their head so they could have left at any time. That's opening a door. That's opening a door to question these young ladies. That's opening a door to doubt these young ladies that's also opening the door for other people to close their door, right? Because as I had to explain to someone, you don't know who's reading your comments. You don't know who's reading your statuses. Just because someone clicks like, that doesn't mean that they read the whole status. You know, 
That doesn't mean, you know, a like is a like, is a like. That's it. You know, you don't know that person who's scrolling by and who's going through a hard time and they see you saying certain things and they're like, I thought you were my friend. It hurt my heart to be on Facebook these last couple of days and see so many of my friends hurting because of family members and friends who they, well, people who they thought, you know, cared about them, voicing their opinion. And yes, everyone is entitled to their opinion. However, all opinions are not valid. So, you know, there's that. And when you're voicing opinions that put you aligning yourself with R. Kelly, put you blaming the victim, you're causing yourself, you're opening doors for people to say, well, listen, I'm fucking with you no more because you're dangerous. I have a friend that openly, well, I have a couple friends actually that openly discuss their rapes online. And all of this conversation is very triggering to them. I do apologize for that. All of the conversation that's going on around this is very triggering to them, right? I want you to, moving forward, be a little more mindful of how you approach this situation. Please. This is a teaching moment for us to start healthy discussions towards unlearning and understanding why we need to unlearn. I see people talking about, well, you know, oh, you all are now talking about this. I don't know who you align yourself with, but I can actually say at least once a month, he's mentioned in a negative light. But you see, as I said to someone, the reason a lot of you don't quote-unquote know or quote-unquote see is because the voices are coming from a choir that you don't listen to. The voices are coming from black women. They're sharing their stories. When Life in Leggings was out, people... We're like, oh, why are you all talking about this? Choose better. Do better. I saw so many young girls or so many women, sorry, sharing their stories about being preyed upon by older relatives when they were younger. And people are like, why are you now talking about this? There's nothing that you can do. I can remember quite a few people were quite hurt and quite offended and quite disappointed in the reactions of those around them. You know? I just, I, I, I don't know. We need to do better. We need to try and do better. Sometimes you need to do it with a heavy hand. Sometimes you need to do it with a gentle heart. But we do need to do better. Okay? Now, <clears throat> I didn't really plan to speak so long about this topic, but um, it's necessary. It's necessary because there are people out there that are hurting. There are men and women out there who are broken, who are seeing people 
essentially blame them for being raped at 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 14. Blaming them for the man that saw them in their uniform still coming up and giving them sweet talk and praying on them. Blaming them for decisions that, unfortunately, their mind, although they think they can, you know, like the little engine that could, I think I can, I think I can. They can't. And like I said before, this is something that I have to remember and I have to remind myself a lot. This is all a part of undoing cycles, undoing habits, undoing just undoing everything and just starting over. And I posted, I posted today, I thought it was very interesting that people were willing to cancel Kanye because of his Trump affiliations or his Trump comments. People could, uh, people were willing to get rid of his music. People under, people did not separate the man from the art. People were willing to just turn their back on him because he aligned himself with a man who has racist policies and who basically has been like the worst thing that has happened to the United States in a very long time. Apart from like, you know, the unemployment rate being the lowest it's been in like 50 years. Aside from that, you know, and opening up dialogue to North Korea, which I'm still on the fence about that. But anyways, apart from that, he's like the worst thing that's happened to the United States. And people were willing to write up him, his family. Well, shoot, they were willing to write him off ever since he got with Kim Kardashian. But for a lot of people, this was the final straw. That was the final straw, wearing the uh, MAGA hat and everything, right? People didn't want to hear what he had to say. Cancel Kanye was a thing. But here we have a man who is known for being a pedophile, a predator. And the people around him were obviously compliant to the things that he had done. And his music sales, he's trending. Like his music sales have increased. People are, people can understand how to separate the man from the music. People want to hear his side of the story. People are making excuses. Really? You see, and this is why, this is why, this is why. When T.I. and Snoop decided to open up their mouth and have words towards Kanye, I was like, nah, though, because y'all really like to pick your battles in a very interesting way, right? You don't see them throwing their hat in the ring when it comes to Me Too. You don't see them throwing their hat in the ring as passionately when it comes to believing the survivors. You don't see them doing that, right? And (laughs) 
there may be a reason why and that's a discussion for another time right you don't see them doing that but you can see Snoop making an uh, video for Instagram mocking Kanye and then what was even more funny to me is that he posted this um, quote by Trent Shelton or Sheldon what Trent I can't remember the man's name but anyways the the gentleman as you know known as like this big uh, motivator and it was like uh, even broken crayons can color something like that right and I laughed because I'm like you mock Kanye's outbursts and the talk of his mental illness you mocked him in a video you know disrespecting his wife but you're talking about broken crayon still color hmm? and you're not gonna hear them speak up that i give full props to john legend and i know that a lot of times a lot of people say we don't need to give cookies to people but i believe in encouraging people and encouraging people to do better and i'm glad that john legend stood up and spoke out um there was also a uh an r&b artist um he spoke out it was kind of funny it was funny to me because um Apparently, like, when he came out in 2016, this particular blogger uh, used to promote him and everything. And let me find the tweet for you. Uh, yeah. He said, this surviving R. Kelly series really has me pissed to start the new year. Get this man the fuck out of here, please. He's beyond trash. And this particular person said, I was one of the first bloggers to support, I don't know how to say his name, it's a 6-L-A-K, I don't know, like black, Sizzlock, I don't know. But anyways, back in 2016, when he was nothing more than an unknown, that piff artist, or I don't know. Three years later, he thinks he's big enough to disrespect the legendary R. Kelly. That won't be tolerated. Deleting everything. I won't be supporting that. Like, and the reason, the reason he's upset is because of what this young man said. And the young man turned around and responded by saying, fuck you, your blog, and R. Kelly. And that's the sort of energy that we need to have regarding this. You know, fuck everything. You want to support R. Kelly? Get the fuck out of here. I have a friend, she, I was talking about what to do with her old R. Kelly uh, CDs. I said, use them when you're annoyed. Use them, just break them apart. You know? Recycle them for a good use. <laughs> but anyways, thank you very much for lending me your ears. And please do leave your thoughts and feedback in the comments. And I do look forward to hearing from you again. I don't really wish to go through this subject again. I have the Golden Globes to talk about, which I will talk about in my next podcast. So thank you very much, and you have a great day.